We return now to our study of the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 20. We pick back up today with verse 7 and go to the end of the chapter, Lord willing. So let's read those verses together. And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison, will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who has deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books, according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. May God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy and precious word. Amen. So let's set the stage a little bit. Of course, the book of Revelation is written by the Apostle John. He's writing this while he was exiled on the island of Patmos. Jesus appeared to him and revealed to him things that had been, things that were, and things that were yet to come. Everything we're talking about now are things that are yet to occur. Uh, we talked earlier about the rapture of the church. There several different views of that, but my take of Scripture, and it's only my take, but it's also the take of many others, is that the rapture occurs before the seven years of tribulation. Uh, there's strong scriptural support for that. Obviously, no one, regardless of what they may say, has a complete knowledge of the Word of God. There are certain things that are crystal clear and other things that require some inference based upon the factual information that is there and what God says about himself and the fact that God never contradicts himself and is never in error. So this teaching is from the standpoint of a pre-tribulation, tribulation again meaning the seven years of hard times before the Lord comes back for the great day of the Lord and the, the rapture occurring before that rather than in the middle or at the end of that or that there be no rapture which some contend. The rapture of the church is when Christ comes to meet them in the air, as it said in the book of Acts, and, and the dead in Christ will rise, and those who are alive in Christ. This means all New Testament uh, believers from the day of Pentecost forward who have received the gift of eternal life by faith in Christ as a gift from God. They will rise to meet him in the air.
And so the church is then gone. The church refers, of course, to all Christians. So as the tribulation begins after the rapture, then you don't have any saved people left on earth, but you do have 144,000 Jews who were sealed by God, and they become the evangelistic arm for God, for Christ, and those lead many people to Christ that are called tribulation saints. Many of those tribulation saints are put to death. They're beheaded and killed in other ways, but there are tribulation saints who aren't killed during that time. And then we have the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Christ, when during that time the persons present on earth are the, the tribulation saints, the tribulation that are still alive, the tribulation saints that have been martyred, uh, all of the all of the Christians and Old Testament saints who are with God are come to earth in their new glorified bodies, but the tribulation saints are are in their natural bodies, and they continue to live and and procreate. In fact, it's clear that a great population explosion, explosion occurs but for two reasons. One is that, that people live much longer, and secondly, that life under the reign of Christ is, is quite beautiful and wonderful and, and filled with great and wonderful things. So people are encouraged, and, and there's no, for instance, the, the animals no longer eat people. They eat grass. You can go to uh, Isaiah chapter 11 and see where it talks about the, the child playing by the snake hole and the bear laying down with the lion and the lion and the bear eating grass, etc., Satan has been placed in the great abyss, but at the end of the millennium, at the end of the thousand years, in our verses today, it says Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth to gather them for battle. So there will be many people, many, many people, as we'll see in just a moment, who are born during this time of the millennial reign of Christ, who even though Christ is there for all to see and is ruling, they still reject God. They reject the gift of salvation. And those are the ones that Satan invites to rebel. He's given this brief uh, time to come back from the abyss and he stirs up this rebellion it sounds almost like armageddon if you listen to the earlier chapter i believe that was 19 and so he gathers them for battle and he says their number is like the sand of the sea so these are not the people who came into the millennial kingdom who are all in in christ and old testament saints these are made up of people who have been born since, and of that group, those that have not been born again, they become rebellious as they have been throughout that time. And it says they marched up over the broad plain of the earth, which again sounds like the, the area of Megiddo where, the, where they gathered for the battle of Armageddon. They surround the camp of the saints, the beloved city, referring to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem, as we saw earlier, had been largely destroyed and broken up, 
but this is Jerusalem has been rebuilt and they're surrounding it and they're getting ready for this great battle, but it wasn't much of a battle. Fire came down from heaven and consumed them, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had already been thrown, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the battle was over before it even began. And then we come to what's known as the great white throne judgment, uh, starting in verse 11. We read this a minute ago, and the great white throne judgment is not for born-again Christians. It's not for believers. This is, this is a judgment that only people who have rejected the gift of eternal life, who have turned away from Christ and refused Christ, the, the wonderful greatest gift ever given as a matter of God's grace. They've rejected it, and so they now stand before the throne, and it says the earth and sky have fled away, and there's no place found for them. In other words, the earth as, as we know it uh, has disappeared, and they're standing before God, and the books were opened. The books were the books of, of their good deeds and their other deeds. And then another book was open, which is the book of life. I tried to think of why the book of life would be there. And, and it reminds me that it's there as a piece of evidence for their names are not written in it. And if any one of them questions that I, I, I'm doing some inferring here, then the book could quickly be opened and they would see that their names indeed are not there. And their good deeds are stacked up against their not good deeds. And we all know that all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So nobody will have good deeds such that will qualify them to be reconciled to God. And so it says that each one of them were given according to what they had done. And so this, this is where their, their good and their bad is waged. You remember Jesus said, uh, in that, on that day, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this? And did we not do that? And he will, he said, I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. And so they were not in the book of life because Jesus never knew them. They never put their trust in him by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And so they too will suffer eternal separation from God uh, thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. We do not want to be there.